Hello everyone, I'm Jonathan Little. I'm here today with episode 293 of Weekly Poker Hand. I hope you're having a fantastic day. Today we're going to be reviewing a hand from a 5-10-25 game at Best Bet Jacksonville. And it folds around to Matt in the cutoff, who has 5-4 of hearts and he decides to limp. I would definitely not open limp anything in this situation because when you limp, you first off, you're going to get raised by the players you have to act a decent amount of the time. And also you're giving the players in the blinds excellent odds to call. Now, $4,000 deep, I realize like suited connected hands are normally decent, but you're going to find that the low suited connected hands are actually quite bad because every once in a while you make the low end of a straight and lose to the high end of the straight. Or you make a flush and you lose to the higher flush. And that's not really where you want to be. So in the cutoff in a three-blind game, I would probably just open fold the 5-4 of hearts, especially if the players yet to act are generally good or even just a little bit loose um, because they're going to be playing stuff like you know, king six of hearts, and clearly that's not good for you, right? So I, I would have just open folded this. If I am going to play it, though, I would raise. Now, Don on the button with ace-king offsuit elects to raise to $75. So I went 25 for a limp and then raise to 75 Facing a limper you're typically going to want to raise a little bit larger to more like four or five big blinds, especially given we are, well, I guess we're 100 big blinds deep. Don has $2,500. 100 big blinds deep. I'm going to be raising to about five big blinds in most cash games. If everyone folds, realize that's not such a bad result. You win, uh, what, 65 bucks with no contest, which is not a ton, but it's something. And most likely the limper is limping with hands that he wants to limp and then not fold to a raise. So you're just going to be able to build a bigger pot from in position with a with the best hand, right? So if I was in Don's shoes with ace-king offsuit on the button, I would definitely raise it up. So blinds fold, back around to Matt in the cutoff with the five four of hearts. Clearly he calls, especially for three big blind or for two more big blinds, right? Like realize right there, whenever you raise to 75, you're essentially telling your opponent you cannot profitably put in two more big blinds into a what is it? Goodness. An eight big blind pot profitably. So you have less than 25% equity. Clearly no hand in this scenario is less than 25% equity against much of any range, right? So Matt is making a profitable call by calling here. You're forcing your opponent to play well. Now, obviously there are some post-flop implications because your opponent's range is going to be wider, but even then it's not as if you can just, um, you know, raise small pre-flop and then blast them out of every pot or whatever. Anyway, we are heads up into a $190 pot. Flop comes 10, 8, 4, two hearts. So Matt out of position has bottom pair and a flush draw. Don has ace high, no draw. And it very quickly goes check, check. I definitely like the check from Matt. Matt uh, should not be leading with much of anything uh, because this is a scenario where you have to think that Don has a at least a decently strong range and he's going to continuation bet somewhat often. Uh, also... If Matt leads here and gets called, he's usually going to be behind a better made hand, which is not really where he wants to be. If he instead checks, then he will induce a lot of bets from Don with a lot of unpaired hands that he's in good shape against. Whenever you have a pair plus a draw, this is a spot where a lot of people in the past would just check, raise, and blast their money in. But we've all learned since then <laughs> that whenever you do end up getting it all in for 100 big blinds on 10, 8, 4, two hearts, you're going to be against a lot of over pairs, sets, two pairs, and good draws. And against that range, 5-4 of hearts, the pair plus a draw is only in marginal shape. Whereas if you check and then check call a bet, you keep your opponent in the pot with all sorts of unpaired hands you're actually beating, right? You'd much rather your opponents be in the pot with a lot of marginal hands compared to only very strong hands. Now, of course, you have fold equity if you lead or if you check raise, 
but usually the hands that are folding only have six-ish outs anyway, and some of those outs are not good because they are also hearts, right? So anyway, it does go check-check. So should Don check behind on the 10-8-4? I think he probably should. If you think about the hands Matt's going to limp and then call a raise with, it's going to be a lot of middle cards, and, well, 10-8-4 nails the middle cards pretty hard. So I like the idea of uh, checking it back here. This is a spot where the flop's just not great for you. And you have to realize, whenever you do raise pre-flop with hands like ace-king and you get a middle card flop that's not particularly great, it's okay to just give up. Also notice if you check behind and you turn an ace or a king, it's almost always good. And you can actually call on some turns. Like say the turn's a 10, 8, 4, 3, or 2. Those cards are all pretty safe. And you've just induced bluff. So you get to check behind the flop and then call a turn bet and get to the river. Now, that doesn't mean you're just like always calling it down on the river. That's not what I'm saying. But you get to get closer to the showdown. And whenever you do get to see the showdown, you do win a decent amount of the time. With your marginal made hands, and in this scenario on 10-8-4, ace-king is essentially a weakish marginal made hand, you really just want to see a cheap showdown. So anyway, check check on the flop. Turn is an 8. And now Matt with the 5-4 of hearts has to decide if he wants to bet or check. And I think both plays have merit. Especially if you think Don is only going to check behind the flop with unpaired hands, well then 5-4 is the best hand and you just want to bet small-ish or medium-ish to get value from ace-high, right? Ace-high, ace-king, ace ace-queen, ace ace-jack. He could have a hand like queen-jack that checked behind. Uh, notice if you do bet here and get raised, it's not really the end of the world because you can just call with your pair plus flush draw. Normally, when the middle card pairs, you actually have to be a little bit concerned that the player on the button has middle pair because an obvious hand to check behind is middle pair because that's a good marginal made hand. But given it was a limp and then a raise preflop, I think you can discount a lot of the eights. So I don't really mind a bet from the 5-4. That said, I would still probably just check because also the 5-4 is a marginal made hand, right? Even though it does have a draw, you're really not pushing a ton of equity because you're really only going to get called by like ace high and it's very easy for... Uh, the button in this scenario to have a hand like pocket nines or an eight or pocket sevens or six or fives that you all that you lose to and you're just putting money in behind. So I think I'd probably just check call, realizing, yeah, your opponent's going to outdraw you every once in a while, but that's okay. It's also nice to have some flush draws in your checking range because when you do make a flush, your opponent's never going to put you on a flush or put you on a flush less likely because a lot of people know if they're sitting here with like six, five of hearts for a gut shot and a bad flush draw, you need to be betting it, right? So you, it's always nice to have some flush draws in your betting range and some flush draws in your checking range. And the ones you want in your checking range are usually the ones with the most showdown value, which is the ones with pairs. So let's see what he does. Looks like Matt is lining up a bet of some amount. $100 it looks like. And now with the ace high, should the button call? And I think he probably should. Whenever it does go check, check on the flop, you've definitely induced some bluffs. If the cutoff is sitting here with any unpaired hand, he's at least going to consider bluffing. Because if you think about the logical unpaired hands, a lot of them have some sort of draw to go with them. And if they're unpaired at this point, they lack showdown value. So this is a situation where I think the ace high calls pretty well against a reasonable bet. If you're facing a bigger bet, you should probably be more inclined to fold. Against a smaller bet, you're just getting better odds, even though you're probably more likely against a made hand. Either way, I do think the ace high probably should call the $100 bet, the half pot bet. Now the river is a five of clubs. The board is 10, eight, four, eight, five, putting up a backdoor flush. And now Matt has a very clear marginal made hand. So this is a spot where I think with the now pair of fives, because notice he doesn't have two pairs, fives and fours. He has two pairs, eights and fives. 
I, I think this is a very, very clear spot to check and then check call. You may say, check call? Why would you check call with a, a bad made hand? Well, because thinking about Don's range here, it's gonna be a whole lot of ace highs and a whole lot of perhaps draws. Um, it's a little bit unfortunate that the back door clubs came in because you have to think that the button's gonna be betting the flop with the front door flush draw. So when he does check behind the flop and call a turn bet, it's gonna be a lot of back door flush draws. But he can also just have an ace high here that he decides to turn into a bluff. So I think the right play in this scenario for the cutoff is to check the river looking to check call most reasonable bets. Because if you bet, what's going to call you, right? Whenever you are making a bet on the river, you always want to ask, will better hands fold? So let's ask ourselves that. When a lot of the draws miss, notice here all the flush draws, our front door flush draws miss and jack nine and queen jack and nine seven, all those missed. When you do bet here, will your opponent ever fold pocket sixes? And I mean, I think absolutely not. I would never fold pocket sixes here if I raise it, raise it over the limp, check behind the flop, call to turn bet. I'm definitely calling a river bet. So I'm not folding pocket sixes. Okay, so no better hands folding. Next, will a worse hand call? Well, we're trying to get called by what? A four? It's kind of hard for him to have a four given he raised the limp. We're trying to get called by pocket twos? I mean, maybe, but pocket twos probably doesn't raise over a limp. Maybe it does, maybe it doesn't. We're trying to get called by ace high. You think ace high is going to call here? Some people will, some people won't. So this is a situation where if you are going to bet, you're not, you're definitely not bluffing. So that means you're value betting a very weak made hand. And if you're value betting a very weak made hand, you typically want to go on the small side, like $100 in the $390 pot, because you are trying to get called by ace high. And ace high is going to be somewhat less inclined to call a you know, $250 bet into the 390 pot. So I mean, I would literally never bet here with the 5-4. I think it's a very nice made hand that can just a very nice marginal made hand that can just check call the river because you're, you've induced bluffs by checking. And I think if you bet, I, I, I'm thinking a lot of ace highs are going to fold to any reasonable bet. So let's see what Matt does with his 5-4. He does line up a bet, 250 bucks. And I think this is exactly the size that I would not recommend because we're trying to get called by ace high for $250. You really think ace high is going to call $250? Well, Don's getting out calling chips. So let's talk about this, actually. On the river... Don has the nut flush blocker. To be fair, it's not the nut flush because, well, it's the best flush you can have, but when there are two eights on the board, a flush is not actually the nuts. Um, this is a situation where I think this ace high, it, it should probably not raise this time, but this is actually a decent candidate to raise because it's not quite good enough to call, right? So if it's not good enough to call, then you just want to ask, does this hand have relevant blockers to hands that uh, my opponent will or it could be betting, but he's obviously not. Like, he doesn't have a, the club flush, the ace high club flush, because Don has the ace of clubs in his hand. I do think this would be a reasonable spot to raise if Matt bets smaller, like 120 bucks. But when he bets a little bit bigger, I do think that starts to polarize his range a bit to the nuts or nothing. Clearly, that's not the case, because he's value betting middle pair. But this ace high, if it's not good enough to call, you want to look at it as a, like, does it have a, re a relevant blocker? And it actually does with the ace of clubs. So... If I'm going to continue here, I'd probably put in the raise to try to make my opponent fold out stuff like top pair. But when Matt bets bigger on the river, he probably doesn't have a whole lot of top pairs in theory. He probably has more stuff like an eight or a flush or a straight, right? So you don't really want to be raising into that range because, well, all the bluffs are going to fold and all the nuts are just never going to fold. So anyway, in this scenario, I do think Don should probably just fold. Yeah, there are some busted draws, but when your opponent bets twice here, it's usually okay to get out of the way. So, Ace King has his uh, thinking hat on. 
And notice here, if Matt just checked the river, it's going to go check, check, and he's going to win. Instead, I'm betting Dom's going to find a reasonable fold, even though he looks very suspicious. He's getting his TV time here. And he does make the fold. So this, this actually does go to show that whenever you do make these bets like this, they usually don't work out so well because you didn't get paid, right? And if you didn't get paid, it means you're probably just better off checking to induce a bluff. Because notice this hand, ace-king, that Don folded is essentially like one notch lower than Matt's hand. So if he's folding hands that are one notch lower than Matt's hand, but he's going to call it hands that are one notch better than Matt's hand, that means that Matt basically has the worst hand to bet for value. And he was clearly value betting. So uh, be careful in that spot putting out bets that are too thin because whenever you get called, you lose. And whenever your opponents fold, well, they're folding appropriately. So that's going to be it for this episode of Weekly Poker Hand. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, click like, click subscribe. It costs you nothing and it helps me. Good luck in your games. Have fun. And I'll talk to you again next week.